This is an Alternerd Reality Podcast. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Alternate Reality Podcast. This is a podcast for all things gaming, all things nerdy, basically all things awesome. I am one of your regular hosts, Chewburger84, and joining me, as always, is Hebrew Hammer. How are you, champ? I am pretty good. Starting to miss the Tom Cruise references. Oh, I mean, we can make it happen again if you really want to. I mean, I think you've run out of a lot content. of sequels in Tom Cruise. I don't know. I think you've run out of Oh, no, I haven't. I just, I'm well aware that I have to record four episodes of this show this week. <laughs> so trying to find four different references, given my first week back at work after holidays, because I do have a real job, sadly, that I need to do before <laughs> That's this. That's true. But yeah, this week, I'm going to admit, I'm a tad underprepared. I feel like you need, I feel like you need another well to, to drink from with new references. So we have to find some other big name. Well, I mean, I we have think. Adele. There's, there's a lot of things I can dive into. I mean, if, if it's from the well of things that you haven't seen, watched, or listened to, mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost limitless content. <laughs> Let's be real. That's true. And coming back for another week, it is Dehooch. How are you, man? Doing pretty good. Hope I sound really good. Nice and sexy. I knew you were going to take that out of the start. You're just like, yeah. Did you notice that he dropped like his voice like oh, yeah, half dude. octave as well? Yeah, he's, just pra- he's practicing that hot. ASMR like, This guy. Yeah. Uh, gets a new microphone he's just like really big balls all over the place i see how it is yeah. it's the quiet storm <laughs> it does sound good so when are you dropping your first asmr track is it next week or uh yeah no uh, hopefully later this week we'll see yeah have you got all your like household items to bring the ladies tingles uh yeah hey i found a, uh, a spray bottle and i can shake that up and do all sorts of other cool stuff yeah, <laughs> that should be <laughs> interesting. <laughs> like to see how you work that into your uh, plethora of tools. It is pretty funny with those videos, watching like the items, and they're like looking at the camera, basically eye fucking it. You're just like, dude, that's a spatula. Like, what? What is this? What is happening right now? I did see. Why am I sexualizing? I did see there was a movie on. I forgot what what uh, thing it was. Maybe it was Hulu. I think, but it was like an original. And it was about these two girls that made their like made like a business by doing like sex calls, right? They had a sex line, and right. afterward, it had like kind of like it went into like a documentary of like sex lines, like people, you know, like what they did um, to kind of create that atmosphere for people over the phone, and the shit that they got into was absolutely insane. Like they would have shit tons of tools that they would use to make sounds and stuff like that. So I feel like it's an, a, a fucking <laughs> lost art form that um, is pretty open again. Uh, now, if you want to go ahead and give it a try, Hooch. Yeah, that's that's true. You can dip your toe right in that with your fancy new mic. Yeah, it's pretty funny how this fucked up guys are and just like how specific some of their yeah. weird thingos are. Just like, can you imagine calling a sex line just going, hey, can you make it sound like a construction site? And can you say that your name's Trevor? <laughs> you know. Uh, the, I, weird, I can't imagine the shit that they had to put up. I mean, from that documentary, there was they said all the time they had lines that they wouldn't cross, but there was nothing that didn't that wasn't tested at some point. Like whenever they thought they they heard it all at that point, there was always more. So uh, I I imagine that exact scenario that you just laid out really did happen somewhere at some point. <laughs> oh look, I'm sure the evolution now that we've got that anime software that we've been messing around with, like where you can just have like an overlay of like whatever you want over where your oh, yeah. face would normally be, like the anything furries. from like a furry raccoon yeah. to an anime. The second girl. I saw the raccoon, I was like, 
furry's gonna be going fucking crazy on this shit dude <laughs> oh Oh, yeah. Because uh, it's anonymous yeah. as well. Like, do you know what I mean? Your face isn't there. It's going to get weird. Nerds are about to get weird, man. Like, Sims have already, like, dominated and launched the careers of so many attractive people on Twitch that evolved into OnlyFans that it is yeah. nuts, dude. I mean, I feel like if Sims want to throw some money at this show, I mean, they probably <laughs> could, like, help us out. I mean, I can show some man cleavage if, if it's going to help, you know? Oh, man. I can talk dirty, dirty to you as a squirrel. Let's make it happen. All right? Oh, God. But where can they do that? They can do that over on our Patreon, folks. They can head over to patreon.com forward slash A&R pod. I promise nothing. I promise no sexualized content because it's, it's, uh, you know, I was just thinking how many nut puns you could have doing a squirrel ASMR sex show. So yeah, you should definitely look into that. I mean, that's all it is. It's going to be, it's 27, 27 minutes yeah, of me eating much. cashews, uh, looking with as little blinking as possible intently at the camera. Asking people if um, they want this night. While wearing one of those like butt yeah. plugs with a tail in it. That's, that's pretty much what it's going to be. Oh Jesus man. Jesus Christ, yeah. images. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's a word picture. See, there you go. I can work one of these sex lines. I can paint a word picture. No problem. <laughs> Alright folks, look, if you do want to help this show grow, which after hearing what you just heard, I, I can understand why you don't want to, uh, but look, tell your <laughs> friends about the show, uh, go on rate and review us over on iTunes, and uh, make sure you join the Discord, discord.me forward slash A-N-R. Boys, we should probably talk about what we've been playing and watching this week. Hebrew, why don't we start with uh, you? Yeah, so around. I haven't been playing too terribly much, but the one game that I did uh, continue playing is Fable 3. Like I said, I've been playing through all the Fables. Finished up Fable 2 last week. I'm now in the process of going through Fable 3. And yeah, it is, um, you know, it's, it's good-ish, but it just does not have the charm of Fable 2. Uh, I don't know. Did you guys ever play Fable 3 or no? I tried. I did, yeah. Like, several times I tried to get into it, and I just, it, for some reason, it just didn't grab me. Fable 2 did grab me, but uh -huh. Fable 3 did not. Did Fable 1 grab you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I played through Fable 1. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, Fable 3, like, for the same thing for me, it, it, it's it's such a weird departure, and it's kind of like it tries to modernize itself a bit more, too. Um, like, they were definitely trying to mm. age it up every single uh game basically but yeah it just it, it lacks that that charm that originally had you could do more with like the um you know family stuff and you you know you get to live in a big castle and you kind of control your own domain and stuff like that so they kind of scaled up those aspects of the game but uh yeah it's just you know it's it's definitely lacking and um looking back i i kind of did like a little bit of backtracking into what uh what, what was his name peter Molinov? Molyneux? Yeah. Molyneux. Um, mm -hmm. Like to the claims that he made that was going to be coming for the game and they just did not land. So, yeah, after kind of looking at that again, I remember now why he was fired because he did make quite the claim. So, yeah, I mean, um, pretty interesting stuff. I would definitely, uh, luckily, Game Pass is absolutely amazing. I can I cannot sing the praises of this system enough game pass is so fucking good so if you have game pass and you feel like playing more fable like you could definitely check out fable 3 but you should certainly play fable 1 and 2 um and then if you can't get into 3 no big deal but uh regardless i'm super pumped for fable 4 to come out so that's kind of where i'm left out after playing these games so yeah we'll see yeah, I remember hating the the end game meta game that you had to play at the end yeah. of Fable Three. 
that's the one where like you've kind of defeated the big bad already and now and he says to you oh there was a huge threat like this is why i was such a dick i was trying to get the kingdom hardened and be ready to fight this big mystery dude and then you know it, it has all these little missions that you run one after the other of either making the people love you and they get a bit soft or you you know forge them into weapons but they despise you as the king so i remember it really punishes you for trying to be a good king uh in the sense of you know wanting to do what's right for your people versus you know making them making their lives miserable basically but they're so hardened and ready for war that they survive when the big threat comes so yeah really i mean dumb. i'm not i'm not back to that part yet because um, you know I, I just started playing the third one but um from what i remember from when i original played through years ago yeah that was the scenario and yeah it was very annoying because before yeah it, it always allowed you to be good or bad and you have the pros and cons of both but in one scenario you really just get on the third one you really just get fucked if you go good so yeah yeah it was unfortunate kind of went against its own beliefs there yeah i wonder what the design guy is like you know that guy is definitely a glass half empty kind of guy that went you know what i want people to understand <laughs> that you just can't be a good guy all the time you know yeah he yeah. had his own agenda going i mean that's that's definitely <laughs> yeah just recently through a breakup his wife just left him yeah yeah he definitely got cocked out hard you know that's yeah. definitely the case right just like you you can't you can't be a good guy nice guys finish last man chicks chicks just like assholes just one of those guys for sure. i think a lot of that came up in molyneux black and white game i mean it was like you tried to do that's true good things or whatever and you just it didn't work out well or you tried you were evil and yeah it's just he had this weird thing where you there was no gray area it was just black and white oh shit <laughs> oh my god just meted that hard mm-hmm. you've been uh, watching much on the old television slash movies hebrew um yes and no i've been <laughs> re-watching all the way through him yim and then uh last man standing so there's that uh <laughs> how many rewatches of him is this for you like how many times have you gone through start um, to finish in that series do you think so it's hard to say because i always i know i mentioned this before but i always have to have something on so mm-hmm. i usually always have like a few shows that i have constantly going on in the background even whenever i'm not paying attention to the tv but i would probably say including those uh probably 14 or 15 times wow Jesus. how yeah. many seasons is that like nine seasons or something isn't it yeah, I think so. About nine seasons. Jesus H. Nine? Christ. Okay. Could you imagine how many of the shows and games we've talked about you could have played if you, like, stopped that? Well, that's why I said it, it's including time that, like, I'm not actually watching it because I'm doing oh, something He just else. has it on the background. Yeah. So, like, times that I've actually paid attention all the way through, I mean, it's, it's muddied water, so it's hard to say, but I'd probably say I've paid attention to every single episode probably... five to six times no no five to six times okay right yeah so still i would say that i've still watched it four because i think it was like two by myself one with an ex and then one full run through with my wife yeah Mm. okay well i'm glad that you guys are him yummers i mean that's good Uh, uh, i I don't know i mean there's there's not much to love so there's not much not to love i should say yeah i love the show but only watched have you watched um uh last man standing with a couple episodes uh oh no sorry i'm thinking something else i'm thinking of that what's that one with that guy from saturday night live that he's literally the last guy on earth i think it's oh, called yeah, last, last man, man on earth, earth. Oh, last, there you yeah, go yeah last that's what i was thinking of when you said it no i haven't seen you tim allen stuff 
No. All right. Well, the last guy on earth, first of all, was a great series, but it, it got canceled and I don't think they really ever finished it off. So right. it ended off on kind of a weird place if I remember correctly, but that was a funny series. Um, but no last man standing with Tim Allen. Um, he's like a staunch Republican. So it's mm-hmm. actually like pretty funny. Um, cause there's also another guy on there that's like a super liberal, but, um, so it's, it's funny to have that kind of back and forth between them, but it's a really, it's a really good, like kind of wholesome show. So I like to have that on the background just to remind me that the world can be good sometimes. So yeah, when it's fictional. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, it's my, <laughs> it's my blanket that I can pull over myself when times are bad. So I have that one on like literally, I mean, it's not playing right now, but it's paused right now because I was watching that right before we hopped on. So, uh, yeah, you should check out that show if you haven't watched it. Yeah, I gotta go through my backlist first. I mm-hmm. And of course, in. WandaVision as well, which well, we'll yeah. talk about tomorrow. I mean, we're dedicating an entire episode to that, so we're probably <laughs> yeah. this week's run 100%. <laughs> what about you, Hooch? What have you been up to, buddy, other than uh, getting into uh, podcasting tech porn? So, welcome to the crew. Oh, and, my God. Uh, <laughs> now that you have this vested interest, I look forward to you taking over the editing, mate. I can't wait. <laughs> there you go. No. <laughs> yeah, you've never been through the editing. Uh, yeah, run, dude. That's, that's you have to do that. That's you have one to make that a new higher thing. So that you have to do it once, so you respect <laughs> yeah, the process. It is akin to hazing. It's Look, so it is. Hey, yeah, I don't. I would rather to... get. I would rather get hazed at a college than fucking edit this podcast. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I don't have to go through labor to understand the pains of it. So I don't need that shit. Yeah, that's experience. a nice position to take. Oh yeah, I know. Please don't, don't teach me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I totally agree. I'm good. I'm you good. know what? That, that analogy actually works pretty hard because you guys get to do the penetrating and the fun orgasm stuff at the start, and then I have to spend nine months nursing the child and delivering it at the far end. That's exactly what this podcast is. <laughs> there, yeah, we there we yeah. go. There we go. Good times. As far as the things I've been doing this week, I fell hard, as you said, into the whole podcasting thing. Bought a new mic. Bought a new camera. Uh, and just did a lot of research on uh, different things I could do to help make everything sound better and look better. And, you know, uh, the, as I said, feel the, better. The, no. <laughs> <laughs> as I said, the, the podcast giveth and the podcast getteth back. <laughs> so, That's right. uh, so, yeah, as far as games go, I did manage to completely finish like the story elements of Valhalla. So mm-hmm. I got all the all, all the uh, zones, and then I went and killed all the order. And very much like you said, I left feeling unfulfilled. Yeah, I'm sorry that happened, man. But yeah, I mean, I did warn you, but you know, it's oh, it's yeah. a real disappointing aspect that like that part to me was like one of the more interesting subplots. And then as you got more through it, you're like, oh god, it's going to be exactly who I think it is, isn't it? And mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then the way they do it too. I, I don't know if you got mad about it, but like the way you didn't really get a choice as yeah. to what happened when you figured it out. Yeah. Did you hate that or yeah. did you like it? I was kind of like, do I do I get the option to be like, no, you, no, this I know this is not how this ends. So yeah, you don't. I wanted to donut punch that guy as I flicked out the wrist blade. Do you know what I mean? The fact that that wasn't an option yeah. really upset me. Yeah, exactly. I, I even walked back to be like, can I? Can, do, I know like, I did I too. It? Yeah. Like, no, no, you don't. Yeah. You, you need to just just move on. Like, ah, oh, this is not good. I know. So See, I do hate that. I rem I remember the moment I quit Valhalla, and it was very early on, but it was when I had to burn down this building of or this this house of this woman who wanted to have sex with her husband. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, that quest was awesome. 
no, yeah, that's no, no, when no. I that's when it, I bought in. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. But this was my problem with it. Like the concept, absolutely hysterical. Like she wanted to get off, and she was willing to burn her house down to do it to remind her of a raid. Hilarious. But the I was inside of the house whenever it happened, and it just like nothing was actually happening. So I was like, this is fucking dumb. I, w- I wish that they would have like locked walked me out of the house and locked me out. That way, I like I can imagine that that's what's happening on the inside instead of just literally watching them like apart from each other with that those voice lines going on that they're having sex and stuff it it, it was weird so i was just like this is this is lazy animation you didn't like the fact that there was no sex scene i, I didn't like the fact that it was it was that lazy like at least kick me out and then that way i would have never known and i would have thought that that was what was happening and it would have made it 10 times funnier. i thought that's the way that quest finishes they, they do kick you out of the house and as it's on fire around them, i was they burn. in the house i was in the house while it was burning down he didn't leave and that, that's how i knew <laughs> that's that they the commitment were. hebrew goes through to see animated movies it's like i will stand in this burning house take it off get it off. <laughs> <laughs> i can imagine you on set as a porn director just like if you do not get this happening i will set this place on fire no, what, what was what was, didn't make any sense to me was the door was locked but i was inside i thought that was part of it like i had to be inside you were invited yeah 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 but then i don't know but did you i couldn't get out of the house the, it, i couldn't right. get out of the house though was the problem and so and that's why so maybe that was actually just kind of a glitch and i was supposed to be out of the house and it was supposed to be a situation where that way I didn't know that the lazy animation was going on on the inside. And that would have made it funnier. But yeah, the, from the way I was, I was stuck inside the house. It was literally like I couldn't get out of the house. It was quote unquote burning down, which it wasn't. And they were pretending to have sex with each other, even though they were on opposite ends of the house. I was like, this is dumb. So yeah, that was my experience with that. I mean, That's if you want awkward like, sex scene, just go play Cyberpunk. Yeah, I mean, oh, that has by yeah. far the most, like, uh, CG'd vagina in a video game I've ever seen. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. those those scenes were kind of like, ooh, what? Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. from the, like, create your own character side of it. I remember it. I, I yeah, but it. I've never seen it, like, because normally when they do, like, like, remember the Bioware sex scenes? Where it's always, like, the really weird, like, you looking into the dead eyes of a soulless character. Mm-hmm. Like, it was always, like, from the, the clavicle upwards, like, from the collarbone upwards. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this, it was like always like deliberately zooming down and really focusing on some gratuitous box shots. Like it was, yeah. it was wow. weird. Those sex scenes in Cyberpunk was so weird. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like old school God of War of like smash X to smash. I don't know if you guys ever played. <laughs> I that. remember that. Uh, yeah. I remember that. It was literally a mini game of like X, 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 X like smashing it like yeah. you're trying to open a garage door in last of us you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely um so uh as i said as far as like gaming stuff goes i finished valhalla and then uh i don't know why but because it was on sale i picked it up and the uh what is it playstation had a huge sale and one of the things they had on sale was uh fifa 21 and the legendary edition that was normally like a hundred bucks was on sale for like 25 just like okay, I I have to pick this up because I did want to try to get back into FIFA and play a little bit. So I did do that. They I, I know I don't think they introduced the Volta game mode in this one. I think it was actually in an earlier version. But the Volta game mode is kind of like street ball, um, mm-hmm. and it was it was pretty fun. I did have a good time doing kind of like the tutorial of that, and then actually getting into the create a create your own career or your own character and 
and playing into that. And uh, I will say that the hair physics in FIFA are pretty good. So I think they were good. I saw videos of it. Yeah, yeah. It it does look really good. It the definitely the HDR graphics, the the sixty frames per second. It's a it's an amazing looking game. You know, as far as soccer goes, um, some some of the animations, some of the models are need still need a little bit of work. But I think overall, it was just it was a lot of fun to get back into a game that I hadn't played for a couple of years. Uh, I, I mean, I even put down like stuff like Wow. I didn't even play Wow this week. Uh, I didn't watch much wow. of yeah. I didn't watch much of anything. <laughs> I fell hard into the the hole of trying to get hardware and research hardware and software and learn OBS and set up my first what a nerd. little three minute yeah right right. Uh, I set up my first three minute stream after going through a tutorial of how to how to get OBS and how to get the the you know the camera picture down in the bottom corner and use a mm-hmm. border and. You know, uh, how do you get your actual game streaming? So I did all that and I put a three minute video like on my own personal YouTube channel uh, on me playing Hades. And what's funny is I showed it to my six year old and he goes, Daddy, this is amazing. But you forgot something. You didn't say hit like and subscribe at the end. Oh, God. (laughs) So I was like, oh, my God, he's learning. No, it's funny how that's such a yeah, that's such a commonplace that that even they know that yeah exactly yeah. they know that you know hit that like and hit that subscribe button or whatever smash that like and subscribe yeah. button for yeah them. yeah i imagine exactly. that's how like uh school english things go now you know when you have to go this is my book report on huckleberry finn and then at the end of it you finish in make sure you guys smash that like button follow me on twitter you know i imagine that's how it goes <laughs> at primary school now i you know what i wouldn't doubt it if like you know everyone put your handles on your paper like before oh. you turn it in kind of thing i would not doubt that that's like gonna be a thing like probably five six years maybe like that next level kid that's got like that, his at handle printed on a custom t-shirt you know uh yeah worse that oh, would be God. like the kids names would be like at so-and-so parents just start naming their kids at so-and-so or something like yeah. that you know oh, like i know we're in the sphere but like I do fucking despise the way culture goes sometimes with with how widely uh, it's embraced, like the how uh, those parts of the nerdum. You know what I mean? Mm. Of like the, the social media aspect mm-hmm. of it. Like, yeah, uh, it's definitely gross. I mean, people should definitely tell us how they feel about it at uh, discord.me forward slash A&R. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just make sure you hit that like and subscribe. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a sad part of it, man, is that, you know, we have to beg for those things. Like a lot of these other ones, you know, all you have to be is like pre-famous or, you know, a quote unquote Insta model. And, you know, you've kind of got that fan base to feed immediately into it. Whereas... All of us little plebs trying to come up from the bottom to get something happening, man. Yeah, you kind of got to beg for every scrap We're to this shit. Baby. Yeah, man. That's it. And that's yeah. where we'll stay. <laughs> One other thing yeah. I did this week was uh, because everything I felt like, oh, we're at a point, make it official. I post, posted on my Facebook that uh, I'm now, you know, a full member of the podcast team. And, you know, it kind of blew up because between me and my wife, we just have a lot of family members on there. So I got a lot Mm -hmm. of response, a lot of feedback. I mean, I feel like I didn't authorize that, though. So, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, then if anybody likes and subscribes and hits that button and uh, sends a... You've officially done more to promote the show this week than I have, so... 
<laughs> well, they go to they go to Apple Podcasts and you know rate the give us a five star review and a and a or a five star rating and a review. Then it's it's oh, all nice. me. It's 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 just, I I did it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the highlight of that though was um, my mother in law's eighty plus year old sister in law shared my Facebook post to a bunch of her friends, and my wife told me about it, and I we're, we're talking about it. I said. Like, not quite sure it's the kind of content they want to listen to. That's what I was just saying. I was like, 80 year old? I'm like, yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. I mean, more if she likes it, more power to her, yeah. for sure. Well, but. my mother in law also said, she's like, yeah, hey, well, maybe I should give it a listen. I'm like, no, no, you don't want yeah, to. Do it. <laughs> like, do it. It, it, yeah, I want to see what they think of the filthy Australians. Please. Oh, yeah. It, easy, easy for you to say whatever. It's not your parents or your in laws. <laughs> oh, I already have hey, a feeling people are going to be like, I've told my Australian parents about guy? this. Like, That's true. Did they say that? Who said that? Wives well, told, like, no, I'm like, no, nobody's yet. I'm just, I'm just waiting for somebody All to right. go. Who's the Australian guy? Like that, that's Chew. He's because <laughs> yeah. I feel chew. like most of the chew. bad stuff that gets said is from me. So you can just blame me for all of that. Yeah. Uh. Well, you know. Yeah, that's true. I could blame you for that. Although one person did come back to me and was already talking about how. Uh, I've never seen Days of Thunder is kind of like the most head scratching response they've ever heard to anything. Uh, right. So I was like, yeah, just wait. Just wait. That was how it There's started. There's a whole bunch of that. <laughs> so. Well, the, uh, that's another, like, we kind of touched on this before, I think in the Wall Street episode, but like, it's so weird trying to, like, talk about who you're working with or doing something with on the that you're doing with on the internet that have like mm-hmm. handles to people who aren't really in that sphere because then you're like oh well, you know who are the people that you work with uh well one of my friends he's chew burger yeah. <laughs> 84 <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is da hooch <laughs> then you're immediately like written off yeah. as like yeah especially okay, they're not gamers I mean, we've all danced this before it's just like oh where do you know that guy from like especially when you're talking to like a wife or something it's like oh i'm gonna meet this guy i remember the first time i met my buddy zach in australia because we mm-hmm. only uh we met through playing old republic actually and it's like, oh, I'm going to go right. out and uh, catch up a beer with Zach. And she's like, oh, who's Zach? I said, oh, he's the guy I play games with. He's like, oh, like, where have you met him? So, no, this is the first time I'm meeting, I'm meeting this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, like setting up a, a mandate type thing. Always trying to explain that you met someone through video games has this weird stigma to people who aren't in that space. Because they just see it yeah. as this such antisocial, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, we, we talk this on the pod many times that like video game communities, I honestly believe are so much more tight-knit than almost any other group outside of a sporting club than I can think of. Like, it's awesome, yeah. man. I mean, how many people yeah. do you know? If you're not a part know? of it, you don't understand it. Exactly. How many people do you know get 40 random people together to go tackle a digital monster for several hours and, yeah. and then do it regularly? Well, the good news is, I guess, in a generation or two, it'll be common. Yeah. It'll be, like, yeah. super common, and it's well, not something that you'll ever have to explain. But here's the thing. Like, you're not seeing those large group games anymore, right? MMOs are typically, you know, paring down the required size I, for I don't group. miss that, though. It was I a don't. fucking nightmare organizing <laughs> those things, you know? Your one hunter with Trang Shot disconnects for the night because his wife says he's not allowed to play video games anymore. And you're like, well, we're fucked. That's it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> You know, I Can't do not Lucifer miss that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's just the problem with that scale of multiplayer game. Like, 
I never got into raids for that exact reason. Like it was too, too much coordinating, too many people that you'd you'd have to match up and and know, um, and rely on. Like it just, it wasn't ever worth it for me, but like, you know, you know, group of five or something like that, like going out and playing with your buddies in a group of five, like that's fucking cool. So like, I, I definitely want more games that are going into the, more manageable multiplayer numbers. I, I do have to say it, it was a pain in the dick, but when you succeeded, oh my god, that that feeling was just so good to have. It was good. It was just like the, I remember the first time we took down Ragnaros, or the first time we took down uh, Nefarian. I mean, the, those those moments were just like it, it, it's it's those are hard. game highs. Yes, classic game. Those highs. are classic game highs. The first time we did molten core in like an hour and 30 minutes and i was pulling the entire time like literally the entire time i just run out and grab something well how are you playing if you're pulling the whole time like yeah. sure you were letting the team down oh yes exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes well, yeah, i was first pulling. Time we dropped mc man it was great but yeah i mean because you can still have those experiences i think now you just have to have them to a point where the matchmaking system is good enough that you can just literally solo queue that shit and then mingle with 40 strangers and make it happen. But, yeah. you know, then you have to dumb it down a little bit and that's what Raid Finder became in WoW. Yep. So, you know, that that whole line of accessibility versus, you know, extreme strategy, I think that WoW's probably doing it the best with Raid Finder versus, you know, Mythic Raids. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. But even the Mythic Raids, I think you can have, what, 25 people now? I think 25 is the max cap, yeah. But it's a scaling system, too, because you can do Mythic Raids with less people. um, But there's these points, like, because that's that's part of gaming the system. It's like, if you get 11 people, you're slightly more powerful than the thing. But then if you go to 12, it scales up, and then you're a little bit underpowered. So there's little little weird rules that I can't remember because I haven't Mythic Raided in, I don't know, a couple of years. (laughs) But no, I mean, yeah, even even within that, it's just, it's kind of good. Like, they recognize, hey, you know, not everybody has 40 people that they're going to want to, you know, hang out with. It's just not really a possibility. And I think a lot of that's come mm-hmm. from the maturity of the gaming base, right? The As the average yeah. age of gamer increases, we have all those added real-life responsibilities on top of it. And it's no mm-hmm. longer we can spend six hours a night you know, playing games. We've got other things to do. Right. Oh, for sure. And, and look, and then making that experience be able to be streamlined for mobile phones because that's where we're headed, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, for, for a while, I think once you get Stadia and things like that or whatever Stadia should be, whoever nails that, it'll, it'll, it'll swing back because obviously the hardware being able to be streamed through your phone or through your TV and, and you know, controller setups, it'll, yeah, it'll all come essentially back makes way. it a mobile game. Yeah, well, in a way, everything's destined to go that way. I mean, anyone who's not trying to develop for those kind of platforms is missing the boat early. But if everything definitely goes, if everything goes cloud gaming, then what are those uh, uh, video card uh, bots going to be grabbing? Right, no more GPUs are going to be as in demand because everybody can just play it remotely, play it on the cloud. Good. I mean, eat a dick to those guys. I mean, the UK actually, I don't know if you guys saw this, they actually banned uh, scalpers this week because the PS5 situation has gotten so bad that people were actually writing, um, what do you call these things? Petitions to the government. And they got (laughs) enough signatures that they actually ran an investigation and they said, yeah, this this should be illegal. Like, you know, botting, driving up the pricing of things uh, and reselling it. 
that's ridiculous. Let's get yeah. this going. So Good. yeah, they're in the process of developing new laws, as they should. Yes. Uh, Hooch, anything else you watched or played this week, man? No, that's pretty much about it. Oh, very good. We'll get to my favorite part of the segment where we get to talk about me then. So, <laughs> uh, boys, my lightsabers arrived halfway through our uh, recording last week. Uh, I saw your which, video. Yes, I put that up on the Patreon page uh, just because I don't want general public to see that. Uh, so we, I whipped, it, I whipped <laughs> I the, jewel, the jewel sabers out of the box. And for the first time in a very long time, because I used to do martial arts a bit when I was a kid, Mm. Um, and uh, one of those had like stick fighting and star fighting. So it's been a very, very long time since I've done it. So Yeah, uh, I, th- I thought it looked good. I was impressed. Uh, especially at that size, let's be real. Like a 145 kilo That's bloke I mean, just, yeah. you know, waddling around with a stick going, hey guys, look at my lightsabers! You know, because uh, <laughs> that was in my backyard too, which I should, I should take a photo for you guys actually, because... Um, the community bike and walking path like that everyone goes for their cardio is behind <laughs> my house and um uh we sort of divided up the responsibilities of like when we moved in here between my, my wife's like okay i'll do this and this and my wife said okay i'll do the design of the backyard bit uh and i'll organize the security screen so people can't just see in the prison style right. bars that is you know the our back fence right. and you got bamboo that you can see right through so <laughs> of a nighttime when I'm sitting there with my lightsabers, like every now and again, I'll turn around and mm. kind of see someone like duck away because they were watching. So I have no doubt there's people who jealous, have like, dude. there's video phone footage of me going, look at this fat loser with his lightsabers <laughs> in his backyard, you know? No, and no, I dude. could give less of a shit because I'm having a great time with it. So uh, this week with my single saber, I learned the uh, Obi-Ani. I don't know if you guys have heard of this move. Mm-mm. no what is that see i've just i've i've leveled up my level of nerddom this week guys you have no fucking idea <laughs> so i've been watching youtube tutorials from like 13 year olds of like how to do cool spins and shit with my lightsabers oh <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> uh, yeah so it's yeah the obi annie is like this thing where you do like a full uh figure eight spin uh with your right hand so you're like down and then round and then you sort of put your hand behind you while spinning it and then flick your wrist out. So it's kind of that move that Anakin and Obi-Wan sort of did in Clone Wars where like they're trying to get blaster fire off them and they flick their saber really quick in front of them in a big arc and then immediately behind them and back out again. So it looks oh, really, really good from the front and the back. But when you right. watch it from the side, which I saw in the mirror the other day from like the, the back door reflection, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it looks so janky. It's not like <laughs> So it's amazing how moves that look incredible from one angle or not. So, uh, but I, I could not be more impressed with these sabers, man. Like uh, the park store where I got them from, they were like hundreds of dollars cheaper than anywhere else. The metal finishing on the hilts are just stunning. So I got the... The dual blade is modeled after the Fallen Order lightsaber, Jedi Fallen Order, uh, which is really cool. And the other one is uh, the more simplistic one of Revan's lightsaber, which I wanted because uh, it is relatively plain. Because I didn't want to get one that I tended to go outside and mess around with, you know, to just sort of move around and learn some tricks. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to be using it a lot, I didn't want it to have like those big... You know, things that stick out on your thumb uh, that are just going to cut you as you're trying to spin it. So... I might get yeah. some... I think I'm kind of in this game now. I think, you know, Hooch is now <laughs> in the tech nerd sphere of, like, podcasting equipment. 
Uh, I think that, yeah, I think I might be a Sabres guy now too. I think I'm going to add that to my nerd resume, guys. Nice. Well, I'm, ironically, like, so I I saw a um, on Reddit, uh, ironically, in, in the Genshin thread, um, there was this guy who posted up his work of um, this 3D printed weapons from Genshin. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, these things look amazing. They did look good. Because uh, they're real life, real life size versions. Yeah, and so uh, I messaged him. and I was like, "Hey, man, like, uh, do you have a store or something like that that I could buy from?" And um, he said he doesn't have a store set up, but he, like, you know, if if I want something in particular from any game, that he'll he can make it for me. Basically, Dude. And I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "I think I might be in this game, in the game of like getting like real life Proper wep- or, like size weapons. Yeah, and, that's and cool. Things like that, because I think that that is just so fucking cool and." lightsabers because i already already have two of them granted they aren't specific to any they're they're mix mashes they aren't specific to any um jedi or or sith uh but the snips ones that you told me about that are coming just to the website that you ordered from correct uh no there's a few different variants of those around like there are some that i think are probably a little bit more uh show accurate but I mean, I certainly think those ones are great value. It depends on what you want to do with them. Like, if you want it to just sit on a shelf. Are those ones out on on your site for the pack store? I believe that they're out for pre order for April May. But bear in mind, okay, like was mine it. wasn't due to April May, and I got them last week. Like it was literally okay. two and a half weeks. I don't yeah. don't go to that store expecting the same experience because I do not know right. how this happened. Well, I don't need it by a specific time frame or anything. So like, yeah. I wouldn't if if you had a really good experience with them because. Um, I remember even the store that I took out from, they said it was quick shipping, but it took a really long time to actually get it to ship. Um, yeah. But as long as like I know it, like ahead of time that it's actually going to be a while, then I, I think I'll be okay. But like I as as long as it's like really good quality and stuff like that, then I think I might mm. order the Snip Sabers from them because, I mean, obviously Ahsoka is my favorite. And if I could get um, her two blades, that'd be fucking awesome yeah for me. well so, i mean i fully intended I to this that. week to do like some videos to actually put up on the youtube channel of like mm-hmm. me like taking them apart and showing you all the pieces and like what i like what i don't like because you should do it um mm-hmm. binging babish style i'll pretend i don't know what that is never seen binging babish uh i've never so. seen it either what the hell are you talking oh, about man guys guys get in the times my friend um well, okay, I'll, sh- I'll send it to you afterwards, but I feel okay. like that would work really well for, like, what you were just talking about, so I'll, I'll show you afterwards. Well, certainly, like, a lot of the stuff that I tried to find, like, it's funny when you watch some of these Sabre things, like, A, when you're looking to buy them, B, when you're looking mm-hmm. at, like, putting them together yourself, and then C, like, obviously learning, um, like, some of the basic tricks in that. It's incredible how much assumed knowledge there is. Mm-hmm. Like... You know, I don't know if you guys remember that old episode of Stargate uh, with the Asgard that they couldn't figure out how to kill these things called the replicators because they were too smart. So they literally brought in the humans to work it out because they were too dumb. When I went onto this <laughs> Discord site, I was asking questions and guys were like, wait, what are you asking? I don't understand. And like one of them was, hey guys, this battery, like how long should it be on the on the charging bay? And they're like, what? And like, like, you know, how long should it be on there? Because like, it's the first time I don't want to fuck the battery for this thing. And they're like, you just plug it in the USB, man. I'm like, mm-hmm. but yeah. like where the battery sits, that doesn't fit because like to get into the micro USB, A, I'm pretty sure that's for memory. Like, oh, bro, you've got one of those sabers? No, 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 I, I have no idea, man. And then like, yeah. But it, like, for example, 
if I hadn't have asked that question, I wouldn't know that for like, this is some of the old school chargers, that they're the ones mm-hmm. that don't have auto offs. Oh. In other words, if you let it charge for more than three hours, like you're talking battery explodo you know yeah. you're like mm-hmm. shouldn't that be fucking written somewhere <laughs> yeah. like maybe yeah. mm-hmm. you know they're putting things on mcdonald's now saying if you eat this you might get fat you're like can we not put a fucking explosive warning on a battery if you leave it on electricity for too long for fuck's sake so that was one the other one was um oh god there was a bunch of questions and like they weren't meaning to be elitist pricks or anything like they were genuinely helpful dudes but they just couldn't understand the level of basic i was coming in at because like you have to remember these boards are like fully programmed they're like you know raspberry pi-esque things Mm -hmm. that um like do you guys know what a lightsaber font is uh that sounds incredibly familiar from whenever i got mine so but i don't remember now so all the lightsabers come with a couple of buttons right and the fonts Mm -hmm. basically tells you what that button does so for example if you tap button on the back it'll change it and you hear a voice say you know smooth uh jedi smooth fuzz smooth gray and that's going to tell you what light or what light patterning is going to come out of the blade when you hit the fire up button Hmm. then um like there's songs and shit so like when example you got luke's blade if you hold one button it's going to play like luke's theme song when you've got the sith blade coming out it's going to play vader's imperial march and it's all completely programmable so i mean theoretically you could have it so that like you know when two labors hit it makes a fart noise like you can literally program it however you want right i so, really want that now <laughs> i know right amazing. <laughs> yeah especially when like the two blades clash yeah like it's got that extended I mean. noise just like yeah. Ripping it. yeah anyway so yeah i mean i haven't even gotten into that side of things but like, it's a whole new language man it's a whole new lane of nerd that you know even for me when i was younger i was like look i play video games and stuff but if you're in a lightsaber you're a fucking nerd and now it's such a different way of looking at it it's not like you're a fucking nerd in that sense like yeah yeah man i'm a fucking nerd i love this shit so yeah it's yeah. fun man like honestly it's been good my shoulders arms and wrists have literally been sore because like what i'll do when i'm taking a break from you know working at home and shit i'll just rip out in the backyard throw a couple of saber spins get the heart rate up and come inside so um i might reboot game as a grit soon with jedi training we'll see so you basically look as good as that one chick that does the lightsabers tricks. Oh man, I I'm fully in love with that woman. What's her name? I'll I'll, I'll look it up after the show. I'll put it in. I think it was like Patreon Alex chat. something. But I thought it was Michelle dude, something. So either way, I think oh yeah, both, you're right. It was Michelle. It was Michelle yeah. something. Um, she's incredible, man. How she's, she's not insane. In, like lightsaber stunt work, I have no idea. So I mean, I mean, well, learning I just a lot saw from something. her tutorials. I just saw something the other day where I was like, where she is going to be actually used for something. Good. But I don't remember what it was because I was thinking to myself the same exact thing. I'm like, how was she not like the coordinator, like the, the you know, the fight uh, choreograph person for any mm. of the movies? Because uh, she's insane. Um, I will say she, but then she I remember one Hollywoodish thing that I do hate though, right? So obviously going back and watching her early, early videos mm-hmm. to learn the basics, it's terrible lighting, bad audio, like all the stuff you'd expect from someone starting on YouTube, right? L- loved it right then like she's calling herself like a professional badass right it's like that's pretty cool now like the intro Mm -hmm. is hey i'm michelle speaker entertainer actor professional ninja like doing all like basically reading out like your your reel if you will like you're into like you're auditioning and it's like oh 
I loved you until you did that. And now I'm kind of like, uh, anyone that calls himself like motivational speaker or things like that, I instantly fall out, uh, you know? Yeah. But what if they are a yeah. motivational speaker? Yeah, but then I mean, she so spins a wooden stick for a living, mate. Like, do you know what I mean? Like that motivates me to get fitter. And I think through her badassery, I go, this is awesome. But by the same yeah. token, you know, uh, yeah. It's not like she's the there's fucking, something uh, so I don't, there's something Dalai very elitist Lama. about calling yourself a yeah. a motivational speaker. Like I it's can't just, take it's that just seriously. That Hollywood from wank anyone, that she obviously. feels like she has to do this. Like what she does and and how she interacts with her community as a person. That's enough. Like you know what I mean? She's awesome as she is. So yeah, yeah. I still I, I yeah. still recommend uh, watching her yeah. stuff for sure. Um, her moves were literally the sickest thing I've ever seen, dude. So amazing yeah although i will i will say that slow motion mm. stuff where she's doing that gangster stuff like spinning the jewel blade around her neck without touching it there was a couple times i'm like oh, yeah. Just yeah lost an arm i saw that yep you just cut that off yep yeah you know? yep <laughs> so anyway but you still really cool all right let me quickly go through yeah. what i played and watched since we uh spent way too much time on lightsabers but uh expect more of that in the future guys because it's a thing for me now uh day's Ooh. gone i finally finished that bad boy so much for a quick playthrough though 43 fucking hours i spent in that game jesus over wow. it was a month or whatever so i mean it was free too so i mean if, if it wasn't for this podcast i'd be happy you know what i mean like because it's like i got 43 yeah. game 43 hours out of a game i didn't pay for when i'm trying to get as much games covered for content as possible with that completion as part of me as well it's a fucking nightmare but mm -hmm. um yeah I really feel like it was kind of like a, a Wheel of Time Game of Thrones move that a lot of the quests you did early were going towards a goal. Uh, I feel like this game came out two years ago. Are you guys going to play this? Because I may drop some spoilery story elements here. I, I kind of uh, want to. I'm not going to. Okay. All right. I won't go on this specific thing. So um, you go into it with a specific purpose and then it seems like what you want to get is gone like you just cannot do it right so then it's about oh, okay well okay. what's my reason for playing the game and you'll spend about 10 hours kind of doing these subplots and becoming a part of a community and stuff like that and it's kind of watching him go well you know maybe uh, i don't know is this world for me is there enough to live for now and then obviously you realize that it was all a red herring which i think i alluded to i thought it might do that last week uh, it, and then it does exactly mm. that and then you go through and but mm. who i thought the end bad guy was going to be or the way that this game was going mm. to finish it's very much like a season one of something like they're very deliberately left so much open for a uh, a sequel that i haven't heard mm. is gonna happen so there's a lot undone if you will the primary goal of your character the thing that he wanted you've done but the thing that you as a player, which is obviously you're in a zombie apocalypse, how do they fix the world from here? You, you don't even touch that, even though it's right there in front of you. So I feel mm. like that's destined for a sequel, but I don't believe is going to happen because I think that game had a bad launch. I'm pretty sure it was relatively buggy. I came across a couple of little bugs, but nothing too bad. All in all, I think that 
if you want a zombie killing game i think that the horde mechanics in this are amazing uh you had to deal with part of the story like it forced you to deal with some which i'd been avoiding so you'll come uh-huh. over a crest and you kind of hear them before you see them just like the gaggle of walkers sort of walking dead style and then as you get closer there's literally like three or four hundred zombies all huddled together just you know uh messing around and clawing at the mud and shit and then it's about you trying to set up like a series of traps and then thinking okay if i pull them this way do i have any environmental things i can use to slow them down or kill them like if i let if i put a proximity mine next to this big logging thing it'll blow up the, the zombies there and then the logs will fall out that'll kill a lot of others um and then uh, you get you know grenades and other explosives as the game goes on so each horde though you find that there's so many of them that you'll plan everything out and then uh you you'll run out of like all your explosives ammo everything in in these fights and then you're at the end like literally with just you and a hammer just trying to beat these last couple of guys to death like it's actually pretty great at simulating that and then like encourages hit and run guerrilla tactics as well like go in blow a few up run back to the bike get out of dodge come back for the camp from a different angle and then run them through a different way so that sort of mechanic i haven't really seen it done that way before like it was probably dying light was the closest but the number of zombies that were in this makes the difference the voice acting was phenomenal we should probably follow up hebrew that we uh, i remembered who we were talking about last week he voice acts Darth Maul in the uh, Star Wars animated series. Sam Whitwell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw your your thing on that. Um, I had no idea. It makes me love him even more. But, yeah, I had no idea that he voiced Darth Maul in uh, Clone Wars and Rebels because, uh, like, Darth Maul was actually, like, one of my favorite characters in those series. So uh, I'm super impressed by him. So, he, hey, he was also in Battlestar Galactica and he was. supergirl he was yeah, yeah. i was not aware and that he was, uh, he was obviously those. the guy they mo-capped for force unleashed the two games yeah. uh, that we have which is like the vader's apprentice games yeah yeah and that uh, was yeah what got he, me super excited oh for sure and he was the mo-cap guy for this game as well so he he is the central character he does a great job to be honest nice um that's, that's and awesome. like i said it does have a lot of sons of anarchy elements there was actually more of those this week where Uh, because they were bikers like the guy that you're sort of riding with at the start of the game um you know you end up one of the sort of mini villains it was from their motorcycle club Mm. so you have to like go track this guy down and kill him as well so yeah it's an enjoyable game and for 43 hours worth of gameplay if you've got the ps plus membership it's all free as well included there so if you've got nothing to play and you want a good chunky game uh, yeah, go for it. Uh, you could definitely because get of him, I might plots. actually play it. I still have yeah, to give play, it a shot. I still have yeah. to finish Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I've still got that on my backlist as well, but it's getting yeah. further down because, like, I've I kind of know where that story is going, and it doesn't interest you as much as I wish it would. I love the world of Ghost of Tsushima, yeah, but I don't necessarily love, and I love playing it, but like what I'm playing it for and getting towards, like, with the story. Uh, is just not there it's like the opposite of what we we're talking about with vash last week mm-hmm. that like you're you're going through crap gameplay to get to the story yeah get, ghost of tsushima is the opposite it's amazing gameplay in a phenomenally beautiful world um and in great combat all that but the, the main story kind of lame yeah okay yep uh now 
taking advantage of game pass like so not only did i not have to pay for days gone uh the medium is that psychological horror game that's out on Mm -hmm. xbox and i don't know how many times i've said it i don't like horror games guys right (laughs) but i'm trying to you know I'm adding sabers in at one end of my nerd spectrum. I'm like, look, I need to get these games in if we're going to do this podcast because I need to be able to play any type of game, right? I need mm-hmm. to be able to play the horror right. games. I need to be able to play sucky stuff like, you know, Animal Crossing. So um, <laughs> I shouldn't say it like that. So the medium, yeah. Have you guys looked at any footage from that game? No. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the dual reality stuff that they're doing? No. Yeah. So I, I can't think of a game where this has happened before. So the style of game feels very old narrative puzzle game where it's like it's really clunky controls. You're walking around and it's just like, oh, there is a clue. I can pick up this piece of paper and read it. And if I combine the paper with a paper clip, I can make a folder. You remember those sort of like, you know, adventure click games? yeah yeah cool okay yeah so it's it's that kind of game but stunning like it's actually Mm. a very very beautiful game but here's where it gets really cool it's dark as fuck to be honest like out of the gate it's like you're literally starting that your father figure has died and you're at the funeral home and then uh what happens is when this woman who is the medium we don't really know why she has these powers at this point where i'm at Um, when she hits certain points where there's like something supernaturally, Mm -hmm. her subconscious splits and the screen goes into a split screen where you can see her walking in the real world as she's also walking in what looks like the underworld at the same Mm. time, right? Okay. Okay. And there's things where you can interact with things in the real world or in the underworld and every now and again to solve some puzzles you need to completely jump out of your main body into the underworld and you, you can't do it for too long because you literally start to see like your body start to like pull apart like Ooh. the energy is kind of drifting yeah but the reason i've kind of fallen in love with it is that the aesthetic of it is very much like the hell of constantine it's like the keanu reeves constantine movie oh okay so I'm I'm really digging the aesthetic that they've gone for. They're setting up a creepy ass story. Uh, I finally encountered my first thing that I didn't realize could kill you, but can right. Mm-hmm. And then I hit the first game breaking bug. Oh, and I was like, oh, don't do it, don't do it. I actually I had I had I couldn't go back to the save because whenever you went back to it, it just black screen. Oh, you couldn't get out of it. Nothing no. there. So I had to go back ten minutes earlier went through there got to the same point black screen of death again oh so i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to finish it so it's a real shame because i was having a really good experience it's creepy tonally it's really good there's enough curiosity about like what is it that i'm finding because the main mystery that you're sort of delving into is that there was like this resort in Poland set up in, you know, around the time of uh, the ending of the war in World War II. And I think the idea is you're delving into kind of like a bit of a mystery about a site in Poland where there's like a lot of urban legend about a lot of really dark shit that happened during the war. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't get too much into it than that, other than I'm genuinely surprised how into this game I am. And I'll be truly probably frustrated slash pissed off if i can't actually finish it because of that Mm. so you know it is a free game like so i gotta get off my own dick a little bit but (laughs) you know 
apparently it's only about eight hours of playthrough too so a oh. nice quick one so okay. yeah i'm, well, I'm surprisingly enjoying it man like if you're into those psychological horror games like uh hellblade sensua's sacrifice or to an extent resident evil but without you know the big combat yeah then uh yeah this game might be something that interests you or old school old school rpg point and clicks to an extent as well it's very much that okay yeah. yeah, I'll probably play through that. I don't remember the dual reality situation from the trailer, but like the concept, the fact that that's in there along with it, I think I might actually play it then. It's really interesting. Like I, I can't think of a game where I've seen them do this, and it's such a creative way. Like especially because I shat on Glitchpunk the other day, saying, you know, if you're gonna do this old style of genre, you have to bring either a new play. Uh, yeah, style or some kind of hook that keeps you going exactly. and this yeah. like point adventure click games like they're so dated to me but this yeah. one feels so fresh because of that dual reality okay um that yeah i'm i'm really surprised how much i like this game okay very nice oh uh, actually and you got game pass free yeah so i mean get it while you can right real real quick though you reminded me that one other game i forgot to mention was i, I played like the first 20 to 25 minutes of gravity rush Oh, nice. What'd you think? Uh, it's a mind fuck. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to have to... I'm, like, I'm fighting off motion sickness because I'm floating all over the place and then yeah. landing... Yeah, like, the gravity effects are something that take a little bit of getting used to. Um, but I, I, I might play it some more, but it was really weird how it started up and then all of a sudden, you, you know, it's the whole amnesia thing. Like, I don't know why I'm here. I have to figure out things, mm-hmm. but... You know, as you're piecing it together, I get you look like you're somebody new, but you're not. Everybody knows who you are or what type of person you are. And now it's up to you to figure out how you fit into all this. So I didn't get very far, but I'm, I'm probably going to, to try it again once I finally can wrap my head around the idea of being able to just float off into the air and then immediately just land on, like change the gravity direction of gravity and then go on mm-hmm. that was that was one of the right. harder parts was was navigating for me um but i think like once you get that down it's one of those games that like oh okay i see what i'm doing now and i think it has it has promise plus the 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 style is uh interesting cool, right? yeah yeah so yeah very anime yes for people who don't remember that chat from a few weeks ago or you knew uh gravity rush is a game where this girl flies by just inverting gravity to different angles and falls. So, like, it's hilarious to watch the animation because, you know, Captain Hair Physics on this podcast would be impressed that the hair <laughs> falls in the correct direction based on where you're quote-unquote flying slash falling. That's cool. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty fun game. Like, it's normally a style of game I wouldn't be into. A lot of those anime-style games I bounce off pretty hard. But that was one, especially because, like, I picked that and the second one up dirt cheap on sales. Oh, okay. Um, incre- I mean, years ago, uh, just incredibly good. Well after they came out. So, yeah, recommend. Okay. Uh, Control on PS5, the up-spec version. So I said I had a couple of minutes last week before the pod where I checked it out. Looked great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that I switched it across to performance mode and it actually looks much better than graphics mode. Yeah. I don't think that's been as optimized as they say because uh, one of the NPCs I was interacting with looks incredibly worse in graphics mode than 60 frames. So that was weird. But I finally got back enough into the game to get to some of the combat sections. And it's the first of the PS5 games that has some of the trigger interaction. So they've actually programmed control for the PS5 version to do some of the weird shit with the controller. Yeah. Uh, So 
Have you guys played any of the shooting games where it gets all triggery yet? Uh, no, no, but FIFA has actually uses the controller feedback like that but for the triggers. Yeah, so because the first time I did it, I was like, "Oh shit, is my controller jammed?" Yep, like yep. It, it it literally felt like that, but it's just trying to give you the resistance feeling of pulling the trigger for a a pistol shot. Like yeah. it's literally giving you resistance to try and make it feel like that. Now, what that meant is because it was so strange. You know how normally in like a game where you've got a pistol, you just go bah and just yeah. like literally spam that button yep it felt like you couldn't do that it felt like you had to let the resistance off enough to be able to pull the trigger in again so there was a sense of realism there which is great mm. but as someone who has gamed on controllers for such a long time it was really jarring so yeah. i don't know if i like it yet i think the answer is yes but yeah i don't know but either way, controls looking real good on PS5. So I don't think that's going to be a quick playthrough. I think that'll mm. be my, because I've already finished it, um, like casual, whatever. Okay. But mm. um, while we're in this hiatus until some of the big games come out in uh, March, April, I think that's where I'll be. So that's been good. And uh, Hebrew, I finally decided to get into the Star Wars animated universe. So I am about halfway through season one of The Clone Wars. Ooh, what do you think? Very nice, dude. Yeah, what, what's currently going on there? Um, so where are we at? It? So Grievous seems to be like in almost every episode at the moment. Yeah. Um, so what just happened in this one? On the last episode, I, it was Anakin and Obi-Wan and uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dooku all got captured uh, by these space pirates. And like okay, they were trying yeah. to, yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as the galactic sense goes, I think they've already killed Grievous's big EMP ship. I think they destroyed that. Okay. So, yeah, that's kind of where it is at the moment. Nothing like there's there's no real overarching plot that's linking them now. Like that's kind of been done at this point. It, at the beginning, it, it starts off a, a little slow. Like you can see it, mm -hmm. it. Like if you look at the beginning episode after you're like two seasons in, I think that's whenever like a big switch comes. Um, at the beginning, it was very much focused more towards kids, I feel like. Because after yeah. like each episode, there's kind of like one of those, like there's a blatant lesson learned here kind of thing. Yeah, um, especially with the, with the uh, Ahsoka episodes. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, so you saying Ahsoka is your favorite character. If I had to base that off season one of Clone Wars, I'd probably yeah. be judging you pretty hard right now. <laughs> yeah, don't don't worry about that. You, you will see why that is the case like as the show progresses. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it really, there's a quite a dynamic shift. I, I want to say it happens like at the end of season two okay. um, or, or maybe even mid season two, but one, something like that. But um, yeah, it, it, they that's whenever it starts, like they realize that kids weren't their audience mm -hmm. and they gear shift like um, more towards, you know, like people in yeah. like their 20s and, and 30s. Because and Rebels like is more the adult oriented one, correct? Rebels is I, definitely more yeah. like coming out of the well, like it's I would say that like towards the like middle and end of the uh, Clone Wars series is very similar to Rebels uh, as far as like what it's geared as towards. far as so the tone. It, they definitely yeah, they definitely found their audience, uh -huh. realized who they who was watching and then they geared it towards them like a little bit ways into animated. Now, is there and, an uh, order different. watching for this? Because you know how like like Uber nerds will say like when you're watching the MCU for timeline, this is the order you should watch it in or the Star Wars movies. They'll say like, oh, this is the order you should watch it in. Is there that for the animated versions? Like, yes. can you just watch 
all of Clone Wars right through or because of the way they did that you go like season one season two then Rebel season one then back to Clone Wars like what's the story no there? you can you, you watch all of all of Clone Wars and then you go to Rebels afterwards no there actually is an order there are parts of the episodes there are episodes within Clone Wars that are chronologically out of order so you need to you can I, I think I can find it or which you can look it up you, but which episodes are you talking about are I don't sure? know them off the top of my head but I know I have seen like articles talking about hey guys this is the order in which you should watch the clone wars episodes because they do intersperse uh jumping backwards and jumping forwards and things like that so there's there's a way to do it if that is the case i would imagine it's very minute stuff and it's not something that you would really need because i've watched the series twice now all the way through and i don't really I've never seen anything that's jarred me. Like I don't necessarily think it's jarring. It's just more of a point of at it. It can be confusing to some people where they can come in going, "Wait, are are we? Where are we in this?" I mean, they explain it within the episode that you, you know, the, it is in the past, you know. Mm-hmm. But again, like it's it's no different than say, hey, you know, you want to watch in chronological order how the Marvel Cinematic Universe was rolled out. There's nothing in the episodes that take place in the past that would make you confused because they take into account when they released the movie. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, you can look that up, but if, if you didn't want to, like you could definitely cruise through and there not be any. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, cause issues. we all know, we all know timeline wise, like what happens to most of these characters anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. Like yeah. sure, there's a couple would... of mysteries afterwards and Mandalorian now seems to be very much like going back and, and, you know, kind of giving resolutions it seems to some of the storylines that were left open even though gaps. i don't know what those are which is actually i'm excited by that because yeah. i'm kind yeah. of i've seen mandalorian now i'm starting here i've seen the movies and now i'm gonna like meet in the middle on those um i'll tell you the real disappointing thing is that my frame of reference for a lot of these characters was the mobile game galaxy of heroes <laughs> like i just had like luminara was like That's two right. episodes oh, ago yeah. and i was yeah. like oh luminara that was my healer when i first started with the jedi yep. team man i'm like all oh, right now i understand what that character is so i've had a weird urge to go and play that game play again it. because i've been <laughs> watching it, it. but then it. it's just like you remember just how you know predatory that stuff is so yeah. yeah, I'll save myself to when I just remember. There, gotcha. I, I was in a similar boat, I guess, and I I remember so that Jedi healer that you were talking about, like mm-hmm. she was my healer as well for for my Jedi squad, and um, I had played a little bit before I watched Clone Wars, and whenever I got into Clone Wars, I I remember seeing that, and I remember being confused because she was such a big player in the game, mm-hmm. I guess, such a useful character in the game. Mm-hmm. She wasn't really around very much during the Clone Wars series. Yeah, so. I, I was yeah. kind of let down by that. But yeah, you're going to run into lots of people. Like, oh, I had no idea who the clone troopers were. Oh, yeah, seriously? Like Rex and that? Yeah. Well, same. not whenever I was playing. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea whenever I was playing the mobile game. And then, yeah, like, seeing them, you know, obviously, you get super attached to them yep. in the show. Yep. So, yeah, I know them all now. But yeah. It's well, crazy see, I don't even knew Rex because he was, like, the one sort of, like, universal leader for that game where, like, he always just, like, sped up the Terminator yeah. of everyone. So he's, like, ridiculously useful, yeah. cheap to level up. It was just kind of a great all-round character in that game. So, yeah, now <laughs> I, I know the names of, like, him and Fives, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, actually knowing yep. who yeah. they are would be Rex, cool. Cody, yeah. Fives. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely keep keep watching, keep cruising through it. 
Definitely. So there's a couple of the new fun. things I watched during the week. But uh, yeah, I think that's going to get us close to that section for this week. We've got a lot of gaming news and nerdy news to cover later on. Uh, so we haven't got oh, any yeah. patron questions because we are recording a day early today. So we'll try and uh, double down on those next week. Uh, but we will do our big thank yous to all the patrons for this week. So uh, thank you so much for your ongoing support, guys. Uh, obviously, we couldn't do this without you. So to our supporter tier, to Oxfy, Batbot, Connor L, Captain Jeepus, Goat, Lunchbox, Alan K, and Steve Dave. Thank you to you guys. To the fanboys, to Mad Dog, Dadgerek, Commander Hansen, Unhinged, Flexipotamus, Bloody, Simon L, Incorrect User, Rockstar, Corey F, Dan, Snorlax Hunter, TT Marco, JJ Orbits, Curtis the Greek, Swain Hammer, Jamie X23, Bearded Viking, Metalhead, Dracul, Lili, Zateotech, Admirero, Frozen, Chief, Fat Honey Badger, Pike, Rumham, LSE Avenger, Matches Malone, Lucky Maddie, Tori, and our brand new Patreon this week, guys, Del Runnin. Thank you very much to all of you. All right. Then we get into our Yay. dedicated tier. So to Nightside, Conway Supreme, Abyssarium, Captain Hammer, DJB306, Morphine Dream, Cheetah, Hobbs, Tugganuts, Andrew G, Domino, Real East, Paul Puck, Beer God, Cravino, Mookie, Grimnos, Justin Beard, Gimme Scotch, Blaff, and Kman216. And then our master tier. So the guys that really help us pay down Hooch's new microphone <laughs> uh, to Agent Zero, Honeycomb, <laughs> Silverwolf, Bronzy, Jedi Matroza, Slim, Jay Shriver138, Neil Wybird Wiley, Jackie246, the Quixotic one himself, Lord Keen, to Moon, Judas, Falsy, Smolpsy, Spark Zulu, Dragus, Kane, Creative Name, McFly, Little Scrappy Doo, and Namzia. I'm really glad that he found us in the Patreon chat. Good to have you in there, buddy. And then finally, of course, we would be remiss if we didn't mention the motherfucking Space Whale himself. So much of a supporter of the show that he has his own tier, and that is Della, a.k.a. Hulk Debt Heroes. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. I think that's going to do it for this week, <laughs> boys. What do you say? Fucking Space Whale. Yep. Sounds good. Good, because awesome. I got lightsabers to get to. So look, uh, thank you very much to you, Hebrew, <laughs> and to you, Hooch, and we will catch you guys next week. Cheers.